0: This is Sports Rage. I am Gabe Morenzi. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates checking in as we bring it Sunday Bloody Sunday style. We've got a full house. Rich Hammond from The Athletic Los Angeles will join us. We talk Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford, a blockbuster deal, man. You know, they say where there's smoke, there's fire. Well, whatever, man. There was like a little bong. There was like a little bong hit of smoke as far as Jared Goff and the relationship in Los Angeles was concerned. And it turned into a forest fire just like that. Matthew Stafford uh, reunited with his main man, Clayton Kershaw. The question is, does he make that much of a difference uh, to the Rams? Did the Rams give up uh, too much? And I think this is one of these deals once again. And I know everybody's always supposed to have a hot take. But I think it's one of these deals right now where both teams are are generally very happy with uh what what went down here. If you're the Los Angeles Rams, listen, uh Sean McVay basically has used Jared Goff as a crutch and as a scapegoat. All right, while the you know Johnny Dickwad and Johnny Jackass uh basically rip Jared Goff all the time, every time they lose. Whatever. You know what I mean? McVeigh was sort of shielded from that. Now McVeigh is no longer shielded from this. And everybody that says, including many people that are tuning in uh, right now, that has said over the years, Jared Goff is holding the Rams back. Well, we'll see. Now we'll see, right? Jared Goff was nine and six. He started fifteen games. He went nine and six this year, right? And then he played with a broken thumb in the playoffs, and um, and of course, um, you know, played well. They lose the game. Clearly, shot. And this is an instance. Listen, the Rams. The Rams, like, they're – they're and the Rams live in it now, man, all right? The Rams don't think about the future. Like, if you look at the Rams' salary cap issues, you look at the way the Rams operate, the Rams don't – you know, they don't care about the future. The Rams are all in, and they pay a lot of money to guys on their team. So I understand if they think that Jared Goff is the reason why they're not getting into the Super Bowl, fine, but um, you gave up a hell of a lot, and – Maybe Jared Goff wasn't the guy, but is Matt Stafford the guy? Or is Matt Stafford Kirk Cousins? How many playoff games has Matt Stafford won in his NFL career? The same amount as I have. None. This is Sports Rage. Then your rage, bring it.
1: Took you long enough to get here, Sporto. Now that you've found us, keep it right here for sports news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Football, the goal line. Baseball, home plate. Basketball, the net. Sports Talk, right here. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. And you know what? It'll be nice having a little extra cash to bet on college football. Yeah, I'd like to bet 100 bucks.
3: You want to pick a team?
0: No, just take it. The Late Night Anger Match Request. It's his sports I I am over at C. The Pets, the players, the hustlers, the people, the bust up, and everybody else in between as we kick it. Sports Grid Radio Networks, Sirius XM Channel 204. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates as well. The countdown of the Super Bowl is on. And Amanda will be doing the game right here on our network, Sirius XM Channel 204, uh, in-game live, my partner in crime. Uh, throughout the uh, regular season, steps up and in and uh, joins us. And don't forget to keep it locked in right here all day long. We'll have you uh, covered from the early morning uh, hours right through the afternoon, through the game, and then post game as well. Joe Lisi will be part of the crew that'll be on in game live during the game. Uh, me and Scotty Farrell will be um, breaking it down the pregame show from three o'clock until six o'clock Eastern time. Uh, Scotty Farrell and me, Gabriel Morenci, with your pregame show. Joe Lisi steps up and in right now to join us. Joe, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing? Big week this week.
4: Yeah, this is it, right? The calm before the storm, literally. Getting hit with about 15 inches of snow here, Gabe, but getting ready for the Super Bowl (laughs) next Sunday.
0: All right, Joe, so the countdown to the Super Bowl is on right now, but am I the only one in America that is sweating out the hula bowl? (laughs) <laughs> in the game's final moments rex ryan joined us on friday and he said i'm gonna win i won last year and we're gonna win because i'm going there to win and i told him coach i'm gonna find a point spread and i'm gonna lay it down on you and he said yeah you should because we're gonna win well right now they're up right now by eight points Uh, Going into the two minute warning in the late night hours in Hawaii uh, right now. So we'll keep you up to date with that. And we told everybody on Friday Night Show, and I brought it up on uh, Thursday when we spoke as well, the Senior Bowl. um, The Senior Bowl totals are too low. And, you know, people always think of these all-star games that they're automatically going to go under. And the Senior Bowl, four in the last five years, it had gone over the number, make it five in the last six. There's just too much speed, too much talent on on a Senior Bowl field for those games not to go over a moderate 43-and-a-half, 44-and-a-half. And And the Senior Bowl game goes over the number again, Joe.
4: Yeah, great point, Gabe. I mean, I'm kicking myself because I wanted to take it pregame 43 and a half, and I was doing the in-game live yesterday with Joe Ranieri. I was locked in loaded with college basketball. I thought for sure once kickoff started, I would be able to play in-game on FanDuel, but they didn't have it. So kicking myself, but you're right in terms of, you know, the Senior Bowl. When you have quarterbacks like Kellen Mann and you have others like Sam Ellinger, not top-tier quarterbacks, you know that they're going to chuck it with an opportunity to increase their stock in terms of the upcoming NFL draft. So, you know, you had players that really needed to step up and and improve their draft value. And that's what you saw yesterday on the field in terms of Mobile, Alabama player, as well as Michael Carter uh, had a good game. Uh, Michael Carter out of North Carolina, the running back,
0: uh, was one of the stars of the game. He definitely made himself some money. I don't think people realize just how important the Senior Bowl actually is and and Senior Bowl practice week, and especially this year, Joe, with, you know, no combine, and, you know, I think, you know, it it was really important that you play well. Like, put it this way, the Senior Bowl was so important that Devontae Smith, who doesn't need to prove anything, and he's injured... He went anyways, Joe. Like, he was there. He sat in on all the meetings. He wanted to just be there and, you know, just to let everyone know, yeah, I'm I'm here. And I didn't know what is his, you know, he's got the best nickname ever. Now, I heard the story from Najee Harris uh, over the weekend in which uh, his Alabama teammates called Devontae Smith the Slim Reaper. (laughs)
4: yeah he slays everybody gabe doesn't he i mean he slayed every defense he played in 2020 this year yeah they said so what about your teammate he said oh the slim reaper and they started, they said, what, is that what you
0: called? And they said, yeah, yeah. And N- uh, Najee Harris said, yeah, He said, in years, credit me for that. I'm the one who came up with that. So huh, Najee Harris is the one. Great name instead of the Grim Reaper because, yeah, Devontae just kills you, right? But he's slim. He's a skinny dude. So, um, you know, but talking about it, so... Uh, Kellen Mond. So, Kellen Mond, he was a little rocky early in the football game. I watched every play in the game. He was a little rocky early in the game, but he really started to settle down, uh, Joe, and it's interesting. So, he ends up winning the most valuable player, all right? So, listen, it doesn't mean that he's going sixth overall right now, but get this. Two years ago, Daniel Jones played in the Senior Bowl, won the MVP, he went sixth overall. Last year, Justin Herbert played in the Senior Bowl, won the MVP went sixth overall very interesting and don't tell me that daniel jones winning the mvp at the senior bowl didn't help his stock right and like no it it only takes one it takes one gm to fall for this and go oh my god i got to get this guy because of what i saw this week and i brought it up on twitter this week joe ej Manuel got drafted by the bills because ej Manuel killed it at the senior week he killed it at the senior bowl like, he was the best one, the weather was bad, he was piercing the wind, he played in bad weather, he interviewed well, everything went well. He pretty much, like, bought himself a first-round pick through the Senior Bowl week, uh, Joe.
4: Yeah, that's a great point. And let's not forget, you know, the Giants also took Kyle Letta right from Richmond when oh, yeah, when he yeah. won the Senior Bowl MVP <laughs> as well. You know, took him in the fourth round, but you're absolutely right, Gabe, in terms of, you know, improving draft status, right? Now, Kellen Mond, in my opinion, is not going to be an elite quarterback, in my opinion, on the next level. I think he's Josh Jobs 2.0, the backup quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, he's mobile, still inconsistent, put up some solid numbers with Texas A&M, but in critical big games, even though we stepped up against North Carolina this year in the ball game. That wasn't an elite top 10 defense, but he's a player that you can develop into possibly a starter in the NFL in the right type of scheme. Would I take him in the first or the second round? No, I would take him possibly fourth or fifth round, but he's a player that has potential and has upside. So that's a great point. And to your point as well about the coaching staff without COVID, you know, be an issue and not being able to monitor these players. Two teams with young head coaches and Brian Flores for Miami and our Matt Rule that we saw and loved at Baylor for Carolina really have a step up because they cultivate and coach up talent. So keep an eye out for both of those teams in terms of how they draft in the upcoming draft in, in late April.
0: No, you're exactly right, uh, Joe Lisi. Kick it with us. Yeah, listen, you know the quarterback play was kind of ugly in the game. Uh, Newman struggled, you know, the kid didn't play this year, he struggled, Ellinger was okay, Mac Jones was in uniform, but he couldn't play, Um, so he wanted to be there, but he didn't end up uh, playing, so it sort of became the Kellen Mond show as the game went on, but you know, I sort of thought of Mond as like a fourth rounder Joe type thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know, somebody will like him as as a development, as a backup, you know, moving forward. But you saw last year, look, Jalen Hurts went a hell of a lot higher than I thought he was going to last year.
4: Right, right. And mobility is always a factor on the next level, especially in the NFL. When you have offensive lines that have a lot injuries or the breakdown in terms of a pass rush. You want to have a mobile quarterback that can make plays outside the pocket. I think the one thing when you see about Kellen Mond, when you watch his game, he's still a little stiff, right? He just doesn't seem fluid at the quarterback position. He seems to lock in on, on wide receivers. And even in his throwing motion, he just seems stiff. And I think that that's, for me, why I wouldn't take him in the first three rounds of the NFL draft. I still think He's a project, but you're right. Somebody will take a flyer on him.
0: Uh Joe Lisi can't with us on Sports Rage late night. All right. So speaking of stiff, uh Jared Goff. <laughs> Jared Jared yeah. Goff uh gets uh, traded. Wow, big ass blockbuster deal here, Joe. What's your assessment of the
4: uh of the exchange? I think it's an equal exchange. Like, I I heard you talk about the L.A. Rams. Are we really blaming the reason why the Rams didn't get back to the Super Bowl on Jared Goff? I mean, we talked about it before. You're paying guys like Aaron McDonald uh, millions of dollars, Jalen Ramsey. Where was the critical game-changing play against Green Bay to get your team back to the uh, conference championship? And let's not forget this. Jared Goff at least played in the Super Bowl. What has Matt Stafford done?
0: I, br- I brought it up earlier, Joe. But don't forget, oh, he's never played with anything. Oh, that's right. He's 0-3 in playoff games with Calvin Johnson. Sports Rage late night continues. Relax.
1: You don't have to actually play these sports. Just know about them. Keep it here. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: Sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com.
1: You're listening to a different kind of sports talk. We're not just talk about sports, but talk about sports you can use. Get the winning edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network yeah, it's all set.
0: They got the bug boy out.
1: The bug boy? Yeah.
0: The little fella's been riding his heart out. They're gonna break his maiden. Really? Yeah, but it's a little slow out there. It rained last night. Oh, this baby loves the slop. Loves it, eats it up. Eats the slop, born the slop. His father was a mother. His father was a mother. His mother was a mother. His mother was a mutter. What did I just say? This is Sports Range. I am Gabe Morensi to count down to Super Bowl. 55 uh, is on. We've got to stack the uh, house. So we'll, uh, Joe will just be with us for a couple of more minutes on this segment. He'll be back with us later in the week on Thursday on TV and on the radio. Of uh, course, uh, game time decisions. Uh, so it is official. Rex Ryan joined us on uh, Friday night. Rex Ryan said he's undefeated in the state of Hawaii. He's never lost a football game there before. And that streak continues. And I got to tell you what. I could tell that he was serious about it about actually winning and so we hit team Kai um that was Rex Ryan's team and we just hit the under as well and we were talking about the senior bowl guys going over the number but as you know Joe as you stated the senior bowl is not the hula bowl bro right <laughs> and it's a it's a different level of player so you know what I mean it's a different like sort of caliber of player that's in the Hula Bowl, more, like, put it this way, like, the Hula Bowl, they were, like, XFL and CFL scouts, like, it's sort of, you know, a few guys might make, you know, get an invite to, the Senior Bowl is different, you know, there's different levels to these bowl games, but there were kids from Auburn and Bama and stuff, like, at the, um, like, there were SEC kids or whatever, there was big-name schools, but I'm just talking about the prospects, you know, but nevertheless, it's it's different, and you know what was great, actually, and I should have hammered it even more, is Mike Singletary was the coach. Rex Ryan versus Mike Singletary. Like, yeah, that game's going to turn into a shootout, Joe, right? <laughs> <laughs> Get <under. laughs> Yeah, no, exactly. Get
4: under with that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because they interviewed coach at the half, uh, Singletary, and they said, what do you got to do, coach? And he was blatant. He goes, we're going to run the ball. He goes, we got to run the ball more and make plays on defense. They speak to Rex Ryan. What do you got to do? We got to play better defense and run the ball. It was seven-six at the half. Both these guys are bitching about running the ball and defense. I was like, "All oh, right, this game's not going over." So I felt I already had to play it anyways. But nice to go two and zero on the way out. Like I said, I really enjoy these college football all-star games, and I believe there's still—I think there's still one or two of them left. You know, the college, uh, the uh, the NFLPA Bowl, and there's another. There's another one, I believe. But uh, nevertheless, so Joe Lisi, kick it with us, Joe. Um, before we get into the Super Bowl, just to continue your thoughts on the deal here. So, you know, in the big picture, I guess, like you said, it, it benefits both teams in a sense that the Rams, they're paying Jalen Ramsey a lot of money. And he was the one that couldn't stop Devontae Adams. That wasn't like Jared Goff's fault. So they pay, you know, Ramsey a lot of money. He's not going to be the best DB forever. You know, you know what I mean? These guys lose a step after a couple of years. Aaron Donald can't be a beast forever. You know, he got injured. He barely played in that game. They spend a lot of money on a few players. They don't have any depth. They don't have any first-round draft picks, like, literally through to, like, 2024 now or something. Um, they keep on signing guys to big deals and biting the bullet. Todd Gurley, Jared Goff, you know what I mean? Like, they, they're they pretty poorly managed, like, in the big picture. But they've done a good job of just sort of like bouncing from week to week and living in a now all the time. But I'll tell you what, hey, boy wonder, Sean McVay, like it was always, oh, it's always Jared Goff's fault, always Jared Goff's fault. Well, you guys better go 13 and three and win the Super Bowl, because I tell you what, Jared Goff went 13 and three, went to the Super Bowl, Joe. So uh, you better top it, Stafford.
4: Yeah, you're right, and, and you know before that, before it was Goff, it was Todd Gurley, right? He was injured. We couldn't utilize the running game, and they got they got Daryl Henderson, they got Cam Akers, so it's not the running game anymore. But the problem is, though, Gabe is that. Stafford is good, but I look at him as a compiler, like Kirk Cousins. And secondly, you know, they do not have elite speed at the wide receiver position. Robert Woods is good. He's not elite. He's not Tyreek Hill. He doesn't have Nicole Hardeman speed. Cooper Cup is good. He's a possession slot receiver, another receiver that's not going to take the top off opposing secondaries. So if you want to stretch defenses vertically the way Russell Wilson and, and DK Metcalf do, you need that elite speed Speed on the outside, and they do not have that for the LA Rams. So that's not Jared Goff's fault. That's the way they they built their team in terms of the personnel, and that falls on McVeigh.
0: That's a great point that you raise, Joe. Exactly. and I see people talking about every. You know, people love old fantasy. Oh, watch the Rams. They're going to go deep. Expect a lot of deep balls now. To who? Robert Woods. Robert Woods not a deep threat. Cooper Cup's not a deep threat. And let me ask you. So the whole thing is, oh, Matt Stafford doesn't have any talent around him. Who's the best? Who's the best wide receiver? Who has the most talent out of the three guys? Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, or Kenny Galladay? A lot of quarterbacks would love to right. play with Kenny Galladay, right? And you know, right. what I mean? like uh, you know, like the, the Lions have talent, guys. Matt Stafford won three games, four games, and five games in the last three years. Is it only Matt Patricia? And then before, oh, well, what about he's never won the playoffs? Well, he didn't play with anyone. He lost with Calvin Johnson. You guys are all telling me Calvin Johnson was a Hall of Famer last week, right? Uh, But now, like you I
4: mean, Matt Stafford has never won a playoff game, Joe, in his life. And that's the biggest thing. When you pay big money, right, two number 1 draft picks and a number 3, you better have a quarterback that shows leadership and makes those players around him better. And for me, I I equate Stafford to Cousins. You know, Cousins has done more in terms of his career, you know, won a playoff game against New Orleans. What has Stafford done, and what are you expecting out of this team? That's the biggest thing for me. You bring in Matt Stafford, right? Okay, are you going to get... Fourteen and two. Are you expecting to get to the Super Bowl? Because if you're not, then he's not worth the two number ones that you paid for. I could see Gabe if he was a mobile quarterback like Deshaun Watson, I would have understood that type of trait, Golf for Deshaun Watson, but not golf for Stafford.
0: Well, that's another excellent point, Joe. At that point, if you're in the room and you're less and you're sitting there, and you're McVay, you're like, all right, guys, if we're gonna give up two first round picks. For for Matt Stafford, why don't we just give up four first-round picks for Deshaun Watson? <laughs> you know what I mean? And basically, honestly, McVay and Steve can look at each other and go, neither of us will be here anyways if this doesn't work either way. So, you know what I mean? Why not go all in? Like, you just did all of this for Matthew Stafford. I, I totally see the Kirk Cousins stuff. Minnesota Vikings went 13-3. and They went to the NFC Conference Championship game with Case Keenum. Oh, let's bring in Kirk Cousins. You guys can't even make the playoffs now. You know what I mean, Joe? Do the Viking games every week? They're a train wreck, Joe. Right? Oh, great right. thing you gave him all that money. You know, like you said, he's not mobile. You know, the weapons. You don't have other money. It's not like oh, now we can stack up. No, you don't. You can't. And another thing is, even he makes seven more million dollars a year than Goff does. So let's look at it from the Lions' perspective. And the Lions wanted Goff. They get a quarterback. And the new general manager of the Lions is the guy that scouted golf. He was the player personnel developer and scouting head of scouting for the Rams for the last seven years. So that's why Goff said it's nice to be somewhere where I'm wanted. and listen, if you're the Lions, you got a new quarterback, you got a new coach. I would expect now they finally will start to use DeAndre Swift in these guys show their're young running backs. get rid of Peterson, don't have an old man. and you got some weapons here. You got a bunch of draft picks now. I think the Lions did a great job in this deal.
4: Yeah, they got the better. I think they got a better draft pick here. I think they got the better trade value. I mean, here's the thing. A lot of people are equating Jared Goff to like Mitch Trubisky. I like, uh, come on now. I mean, really? I mean, Jared Goff is, he's not maybe top five, top ten, but he's right there at, you know, 11, 12. He can throw the football, and if you give him time with weapons around him, he's going to put up numbers. You have Kerryon Johnson, you have DeAndre Swift. I mean, those are two big play running backs there. you got to feed them the rock, though.
0: No, you're exactly right, but I think they will. The Detroit Lions for years, guys, have been talking, well, we're going to emphasize the run this year. We're going to emphasize the run this year. And that's another thing, too. Like, Stafford, I'm not, like, saying he's not good. But at the same point in time, is he better than Matt Ryan? I guess he's got a little more zip on the ball now. But if the Rams got Matt Ryan right now, would everybody be saying, oh, my God, you got Matt Ryan? Like, I think people are overvaluing Stafford a little bit here, Joe. That's that's my take uh, on this. Like I said, if you're going to go all in, then go all in and get Deshaun Watson if you really want to go all in. But the thing is... You know, the deal worked out perfectly because the fact of the the Brad Holmes and his connection to the Rams. These guys, dude, he right. just left the Rams now. He literally just took the job. So he knew, you guys want to get rid of Goff? I got to get rid of Stafford. I'm the one that drafted Goff. Give him to me. And the Lions are happy to have him. Goff's under contract for two years. It's up to Goff right now what happens to his future.
4: Yep, and and I think they're, they're a legitimate playmaker meaning a team in the conference you know, if they get some other weapons around Galladay and around those running backs, they can contend for a title and push push a team like Minnesota I mean, that's for sure I mean, look at them right now I mean, I think Jared Goff is an upgrade he's a younger quarterback he, he stretches defenses vertically he understands the scheme I like the way he plays is he elite? No, but in that offense I think he'll he'll get the most productivity for the Lions in 2021.
0: Uh, Joe Lisi kicking it with us. I look forward to seeing how it plays out. And as you stated, I was thinking about that. If you're the Lions, you could get – you have a bunch of picks. You could get Devontae Smith. Right, I mean, people are talking about Jamar Chase actually being the first pick off the board. So, Joe, we've only got uh, 30 seconds left. So, we'll get uh, we'll get to the Super Bowl on Thursday. I can't wait to see all your your props. I mean, how many are you gonna have? 20? 30? <laughs> nah, about
4: 15 probably. I have a couple all of right. MVPs already, but I, I'm gonna key in on rushing and, and uh, receiving stats. All
0: right, what's a quick what
4: a couple of quick MVPs you already got in? Scotty Miller, Leonard Fournette.
0: Johnny Miller, Leonard Fournette, love it. Joel Isi, great stuff. We'll speak Thursday. fourth Race Late Night continues.
1: Remember that state championship game you played in high school? Yeah.
2: We, we can't get over it either.
1: This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
2: SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: If sports talk stations were cars, we'd be the one that you drove the wheels off of in high school, cruising for chicks and going to the game on Friday nights, then forgetting where you parked it till Saturday morning and you had to get your buddy to drive you around looking for it. I think I see it, man. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
0: Night Anger Management Class continues. I am Gable O'Marenzi. We're throwing it down. Sports Grid Radio Network, Series XM, Channel 204. Of course, the National Football League world is still talking about the blockbuster deal between the Detroit Lions and the Los Angeles Rams. Let's bring in the athletic Los Angeles' Rich Hammett to break it down for us right now. Rich, it's always a pleasure, my man. How you doing?
3: I'm doing well, Gabe. Thanks for having me. Well,
0: I'll tell you what. To quote uh, Ron Burgundy, uh, well, that, esca- that escalated uh, quickly. And it was just a couple of weeks ago that Jared Goffin was playing with a broken thumb in the cold and playing pretty well just three years ago he was in a Super Bowl but ask Doug Peterson about that I guess the NFL really does stand for not for long Rich
3: yeah. And uh, it's, it's a big move. Uh, it was just, you know, you talk about two or three years ago. I mean, it was just 17 months ago that the Rams invested $134 million in Jared Goff, gave him the most guaranteed money at that time in NFL history. So you think, and they did it a year before they needed to. I mean, a year before he was even set to, to play out the final year of his contract. So you really thought at that point, okay, they're all in on this guy. They're committed. This is a long-term relationship. And then 17 months later, here we are. I mean, it's not like three or four years. It it hasn't even been two years and and they're trading him so i i think that just speaks to how quickly this thing devolved and how quickly that relationship devolved but uh, just really stunning to see how quickly it comes to an end in la
0: you know rich i've defended uh, jared goff and i've gotten into it uh with people uh over the years and i, I swear like I, i'm disappointed he didn't send me a, a holiday gift basket i've gone to war for this guy so much but one thing with goff and you saw it firsthand was he perfect no did he regress a bit um at times, yes, but at the same uh, point in time, there were also quite a few games, even this year, when he threw for 340 yards, when he threw for 370 yards, when he played well, and he wouldn't get any credit at all, but when they would lose, it would be his fault. I think a lot of people in LA, you know, will have to find somebody new to blame when uh, there's too much smog, because that was Jared Goff's fault as well, and as far as Sean McVay is concerned, it's like, all right, coach, like, let's be real, in my opinion, Rich, do you agree with that, that McVay is almost used Goff well, it's Goff's fault. It's Goff's fault. Now, to me, the pressure's on you, Sean McVay. You can't just say it's Jared Goff's fault anymore.
3: Well, yeah, because this is this is his move. I mean, you can say, well, the general manager, you know, made the trade or whatever, but you, you don't make this move unless it's uh, it comes from Sean McVay. He decided he wanted to move in a different direction with a quarterback, and it cost him a lot. I mean, they they basically give up two first round draft picks. One of which basically is because they need somebody to take that contract. I mean, you don't you don't give up two. First-round picks just for thirty-three-year-old Matthew Stafford. I mean, they're giving up extra pick to get rid of that contract. So it, this is a big move, and there's a lot of dead cap. So they're they're handcuffing themselves a little bit by the fact that they're they're making this move. So yeah, they're they're putting a lot of capital into this move, and it, they're basically betting on Sean McVay doing doing the right thing with it and and developing Matthew Stafford, turning this offense around, making this a Super Bowl contender. Look, they already made the divisional round with Jared Goff. I mean, it's, it's not like this was a 4-12 and team or, you know, just a terrible team. This is already a pretty good team with, with Jared Goff at quarterback. So if you're making this move, then you, what you're signaling is you you think you're a Super Bowl team if you can get a better quarterback. So that that's pretty much the gauntlet that the Rams have laid down for themselves, that Sean McVay has laid down for himself. So if they don't accomplish that over, over the next couple of years, then, yeah, I, I think it's fair to, to put that Sean McVay's feet. Rich
0: Hammond of The Athletic Ticket would mean, Gable Morenzi, Sirius XM Channel 204, Sports Rage Late Night. So, you know, a lot of people get excited about big name deals, and as we stated, Jared Goff uh, was was often the one to blame for the, the Rams' woes, not just by, you know, the, the Rams' coaching staff, but by the national public as well. But what side of the fence are you on? As And as we can debate whether, I mean, I think it's not even a debate. They gave up way too much, I think, and they don't have any draft picks, but that, you know, we could spend hours talking about how they live in the now, the Rams, but as far far as matthew stafford is concerned does he like oh we're going to the super bowl now like how much of an upgrade is he really in the big picture of things like i tweeted i said all right maybe they score 1.8 more points per game now and, you know in the big picture right. you know what i mean like in, the, in the, like does this send him into the super bowl and everyone like sort of acts like matt stafford's the biggest victim in the world i mean you know he did play with Calvin Johnson. He is 0-3 in the playoffs. He's been around a long time. I find it amazing that Lamar Jackson got crucified. Oh, he's never won a playoff game. He's been in the league for three years, right? But it's okay for Matt Stafford. Right. All right, so how do you feel about Stafford? Does, did, are, you, are you buying in that it puts the Rams over the top?
3: You know, I, look, I, I don't know. If you, if you put him on this year's team, is a Super Bowl team. I don't know. I mean, they, look, they got to the playoffs and uh, Jared Goff had to step in against Seattle after John Wolford got hurt, and then he played the Green Bay game. Uh, he did fine. I mean, the, the game that the Rams lost against the Packers was was not because the offense uh, had a problem. It was because the defense let them down. The defense yeah. had been yeah. great all year, and the, the defense laid an egg in Green Bay. I mean, the, the offense, Jared Goff included, played well enough to win that game. So I don't know that you can say, you know, if, if you put Matthew Stafford in that Green Bay game instead of Jared Goff, I don't think it's a different game. I think it's pretty much the same result because unless you think it's going to somehow elevate the Rams' defense in that game. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, there's certain areas, Gabe. I mean, he, the Jared Goff did turn the ball over too much. That, that was a problem, and it was an increasing problem, uh, not just with the interceptions and, and but the fumbles also. And, and that really – you talk about one thing that really ate at Sean McVay. That's what it was. He really, really did not like those turnovers, and I, I understand that. So I, I guess if you look at it that from that perspective, it's a more experienced guy who is, who probably takes care of the ball uh, a, a little bit more. So you know, do I think it's an upgrade? It, it has the potential to, to be a, a moderate upgrade. But what they gave up, you know, giving up two first-round picks, and again, don't don't undervalue that that cap space too, especially with the cap ceiling likely to yeah. come down there it is going to come down this year. So that that inhibits you. I mean that that prevents you from either signing guys or re-signing you know some of your own guys potentially. Uh so across the board, I mean maybe you get an upgrade at quarterback, but but you also hurt yourself in the draft and you hurt yourself with uh with potential free agents. So I I don't know how that comes out in the wash but but it, it's it's not a huge huge benefit I don't think.
0: I'm not going to compare Matt Stafford to Kirk Cousins. But at the time, remember, oh, Kirk Cousins, you know, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins. And the Minnesota Vikings went to the, the NFC Conference Championship game against the Philadelphia Eagles. And, in fact, you know, they were only down like seven right before the half. But Philadelphia were ballsy, and they sort of, you know, Minnesota, you know, fell asleep, and they thought that they were going to take a knee. And if you remember, they went deep to Jeffrey, and it was sort of the turning yeah. point of the game. But So, basically, look, they threw Case Keenum under the bus. They, br- they brought Kirk Cousins in things got worse, Rich. Things didn't get better. <laughs> so I'm just <laughs> saying, I'm not comparing the two, but there's some similarities in the storyline. Would you agree with that?
3: Well, yeah, and, and beyond that, I mean, there, there is, a, not to be cliche about it, but there's there's always a grass, the grass is always greener aspect to this where yeah. you, you don't know. I mean, you, look, Jared, Jared Goff is not, the last two years have, have not been what you wanted. Absolutely. I'm not going to try to convince anybody otherwise, but this guy did take you to the Super Bowl. I mean, I think people forget <laughs> that it was not that long ago. So when you talk about
0: this year, even it is what it is.
3: Yeah. This was was not a four and 12 team. This was not a team that was just a a nightmare. So I do think about that a little bit. Well, you know, yeah, maybe Jared Goff wasn't perfect, but a, how many perfect quarterbacks are there out there? And, and B now you're, you're trading in a known quantity for, for the unknown. You don't know how Matthew Stafford is going to, going to mix with these, with this team. You don't know how he's going to connect with these receivers. Jared Goff had a pretty good rapport with Robert Woods, with Cooper Cup, with Tyler Higby. How long is that going to take Matthew Stafford to work out? Is it going to happen instantly? Is it going to take a few months, a few games? What's it going to be? So I understand if you're Sean McVay, I understand kind of the excitement of, of having the new toy in there and probably a guy in, in Matthew Stafford who he's watched for a long time and, and admired. And, and I get that. I understand it if you're a coach, but I, there's, I hope they understand that there's also a risk involved and and again like you said Gabe they're they're not they're not setting fire to something that was terrible uh, they're setting fire to something that was pretty good, and and hoping that they can make it even better. And maybe they can, but I, I think there's a little bit of risk involved there.
0: You know, I'm going to use the Milwaukee Bucks here, Rich, as an analogy. Actually, it's like, all right, yeah. It, technically, the Holiday's better than Eric Bledsoe. You're the same team. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, he's, right. he's a little bit better, but you're the same team, right? It's sort of, you know, I always sort of come back to this, and a. a a very um, common comment right now, and coming from a lot of NFL players that lit up Twitter after this deal, was like, "Oh my God, if this is what Matt Stafford was worth, what is Deshaun Watson worth <laughs> right now?" Right? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, do you yeah. think? It, like, and how many teams can even do that? Deshaun doesn't want to go to a lot of places. Uh, so I'll just ask you: Do you think Deshaun? will, and the Texans are saying we're not going to trade him, but they you know publicly right. I think that's the right thing to say right now. But do you think right. that? Uh, do you, what happens with Deshaun? Do you think he's still a Houston Texan?
3: Yeah, that, that's that's a real difficult situation. I mean, if if the guy's adamant and, and it's kind of he like, he really does seem to be. I mean, they, they they make a new head coach hire, they they hire coordinator, and I think they brought in Pep Hamilton, right, which is the yep, which yep. is a real good hire. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a guy you'd want to work with, and yet still Deshaun Watson is saying, nope, get me out of here, don't want to be here. So when when that happens, and I, I know his agent, uh, David Muglietta, is, is also a guy who doesn't mess around, too. I mean, he's the guy who got Jalen Ramsey out of Jacksonville. Um, so this is a guy who, <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, look, he, he gets what he wants. So... Uh, at the end of the day, you know, I, I don't think you can put a quarterback out there who's just disgruntled like that. I, I you know, you don't want to see something really uh, like that situation happen. But I don't know. It'll be interesting because you know, I, I know a lot of people are going to start drawing the comparisons with the with the Stafford trade. But again, I, I think. You know, the, the Rams had to throw in that extra pick because they were sending that contract back that was so bad. And I, I don't know whether that's – I know a lot of people are going to you know yeah. use that as a starting point or a comparison, but I don't really think so. And, and I don't think the Rams were ever really in the running for Deshaun Watson, even if he was on, on the market, because that, that really wouldn't have been tenable. They weren't going to send Jared Goff to that team and, and make the same kind of trade. So uh, I, I, don't, I don't think the two are comparable, but, uh, yeah, I, I think <laughs> – Look, it, you know, teams teams know that, that Deshaun Watson wants out. That that's not a great situation for the Texans to be in, when uh, you don't have a whole lot of leverage in trade talks. But but at the end of the day, uh, <laughs> history kind of tells us that the player ends up getting moved most times in those situations.
0: And there are reports. You never know. We can't confirm them. Obviously, that the Bears, Broncos, and Panthers offered the Lions first-rounders and more for Matthew Stafford. Except Brad Holmes, guys, for people that know, and Rich knows, but uh, Holmes was the head of scouting and development uh, for the Rams. He's the new GM. So Jared Goff says it's nice to feel wanted. He actually is wanted. Because they, they said, you know what, yeah. we're getting a quarterback out of this. We'll see what the future is. But just for people that are wondering about, oh, they got Jared Goff. Did the Lions really want Goff? Yeah, the Lions did want Goff. Uh, Brad Holmes did sure. uh, want uh, Jared Goff. So, unfortunately, Rich, man, time always flies when you're on. We really appreciate it. We've got about 30 seconds. Super Bowl 55. Who, who do you like? Who you got?
3: Uh, You know, you you have to be an idiot to (laughs) bet against Tom Brady in a Super Bowl, but but I I guess I have to be an idiot because, uh, you know, every time I watch the Kansas City Chiefs, you you look for, uh, you know, the things that that are are negatives or things that you you can exploit, and and I think it'll be a good game. I think Tom Brady will give them a challenge, but I I just don't see anybody keeping that, that Kansas City offense down. So expect it to be a good game. Prediction? I don't know. I'm going to say something like 31-24 uh, Kansas City Chiefs.
0: You know, it's funny. We'll get you out of here, Rich. But exactly. You're like, oh, you know, I don't want to be an idiot and bet against Tom Brady. But it's almost like it's you don't have a choice. We either have to be dumbasses or idiots. Well, you're betting against Patrick Mahomes, you dumbass? You're betting against the Chiefs, right. you dumbass? What, you're betting against Tom Brady at home in his 10th Super Bowl? What, are you an idiot? So that's our right. choice this Super Bowl. We're either dumbasses or idiots. But you
3: or neither. I feel that you. way a lot, Gabe. So uh, that, <laughs> nah, that's, nah, that's just life. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, you, you are neither, my friend. Hey, Rich, it's always a pleasure. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us.
3: All right, take care.
1: Coming at you all day. Every day. With more attitude than other lesser networks would deem appropriate. You're listening to the source of live odds, line, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. But we just call it the winning edge. Keep it here. There's plenty to go around. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network.
0: Joe kicked it with us as well. Uh, you know what? We all seem to have a consensus uh, as far as the big deal uh, is concerned, that both teams get what they want uh, right now. And, and I don't think people really understand either just how difficult it is to trade these big contracts and quarterbacks, right? So the fact that they had these dance partners that they, they thought that, you know, matched up um, – That's what made sense here. It's interesting now, though, you know, that there are reports the Bears, the Broncos, and the Panthers all offered first-round picks and more for Matthew Stafford, but the Lions um, liked the Rams' deal more. They didn't want uh, Drew Locke. They didn't want Teddy Bridgewater. They didn't want anything to do with Trubisky and the Bears package. Um, And as we stated... The the new general manager and, you know, the guy running the Detroit Lions, he just got hired. He was the player personnel developer and the pro scout. He was like the, the head guy with the Rams for the last seven years. He literally just left the Rams building like a couple of weeks ago. You know what I'm saying? And, and so now he brings Goff with him. Listen, Goff's under contract for two more years. He, um, he makes $7 million less a year. Um, than, than Stafford. you got to understand if you're Detroit, right? If you're Detroit, guys, you won three games, four games, and five games with Matthew Stafford the last three years. Yes, Matt Patricia's an idiot, but it's not like you just traded away like a 12-4 and four quarterback, you know? And they got draft picks out of this. Now we'll see. It's up to Coach Campbell. We'll see what uh, Coach Campbell uh, can establish. Um, now, as far as the Deshaun Watson is concerned, You know, he's the one, obviously, that everybody wants, yet it's going to be nearly impossible to pull it off, especially now if you saw that, hey, listen, Matthew Stafford just got traded for a first overall pick, two first-round picks and a third-round pick. What the hell are you going to give up for Deshaun Watson, bro? Like, what does anybody have that, like, that Houston is going to, like, just hold a, like, a, they're going to hold a double-barrel shotgun to your head. The late night anger management class continues, bring it!